Just as at the nation's grocery stores, supply chain issues are creating challenges for local food banks. In this week's episode of the 7B Podcast, come along as we talk to Bonner Community Food Bank Executive Director Debbie Love about the challenges facing food banks, the struggle to acquire enough turkeys for Thanksgiving, and how the community can help their friends and neighbors. Debbie, I just wanted to touch base with you about how the food bank is doing. I know it's crazy times. What's the demand like as compared to past years? How does the food bank look right now? The food bank is, it's busy. Uh, we did see a dip in numbers in the, during the summertime and also during um, 2020 when benefits were coming out from the government. So we did see our numbers decrease. With that being said, though, I'll just go back a little bit here. In uh, March of 2020, we had a 90% drop in our volunteer base because many of them are in that at-risk stage, and so wisely staying home. And then we also had an increase, a 25% increase in, in our clients. So it made for the perfect storm where, you know, less volunteers, more client need. And then also some of my staff as well stayed home. They were nervous about it. We didn't know what to expect. Um, so we did a huge change in our operations where we went from the inside to the outside. Mm-hmm. So we started distributing boxes of food um, and stopped our in-store client choice market. So we did that for seven or eight months. Um, when the weather started to change here, we switched back to the inside, limiting people, requiring mass when they come in and social distancing and put up the whole plastic barriers for people and just so we can maintain a sense of safety for our volunteers clients and our staff so that has been a big switch um we're currently inside limiting people coming in still following safety protocols there and the need has gone back up since we're coming into the holidays it's getting colder outside we are seeing uh, those numbers increase and so we're we're sitting about 1600 families a month right now how does that compare to the population and for similar communities of a similar size is that higher than average average it seems to be about average for a population our size, a county our size. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm talking to our sister food banks, we are actually serving about as many as Post Falls, and they are in a bigger area. However, they have more resources, so there are more food banks to use. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're, you know, serving a whole county of, of folks, so it seems to be about the same. Do you see a difference between Western Bonner County and Eastern Bonner County? Is there a higher need in certain areas? Is it just spread throughout the entire county? No, that's a great question. We have a location in Priest River as well, and actually the west side of the county has been growing. And we used to serve 150 a month um, over there, but now we're up to 441. So that was our last count in September. So it has increased significantly. Um, And we actually, we moved locations so we're in a bigger area. We're out at the Rivertown Mall there, um, right as you go into town, and we, we have two suites now. So we were growing that much wow. that we've increased the size and how we're operating. How about for here? What are you seeing at the Sandpoint location? Sandpoint, we're seeing 10 new families a week um, wow. coming from out of the area. Some people are new to poverty we're seeing a lot of. Um, Pre-COVID, the families with children, they seem to be those that were using the food bank or have been hit the hardest because they were already in a situation and then you add 
COVID-19 and it's really been really difficult for families to uh, make ends meet. As you know, the housing is a big crisis here. Uh, we have a lot of families that are now homeless, trying to get multiple jobs. A lot of people are working which we don't, you know, people don't think that people that use the food bank, but we have a lot of working families here. Um, I'd say the majority of them are working families or we have elders on a fixed income. Is it mostly families? Is it elders who are on a fixed income? Or is it just a broad spectrum of folks who are needing to come to the food bank to make ends meet? It seems to be a broad spectrum now since COVID is um, here. Um, they, they're not making ends meet because either rent has gone up or they've lost their home in that manner. And then as Social Security, if we see an increase in Social Security benefits, it seems that in affordable housing, that rent will increase at the same time. So nobody's able to get ahead, essentially. So they're consistently using us on a, on a weekly basis. How does that affect you guys? I mean, how do you get enough food, enough supplies, enough donations to meet this increased need? I write a lot of grants, so we've been writing a lot of grants. And fortunately, on a national level, food banks have been high profile. And so we've received quite a few um, donations and community support. The community and the businesses have been mm-hmm. incredible about helping us uh, meet that need. We've had to order food by the pallets. So we're, not, we're using our local stores in smaller quantities, but we're also using larger suppliers and distributors um, in Ohio and Southern California. Mm-hmm. We've been trying to creative on how we can access food to come here to our rural food bank. Um, the rural areas have really been hit hard. Our regional food bank, Second Harvest, they were having their problems, and so they stopped the purchase program. They did a, a program where we could purchase food through mm-hmm. them. They stopped that. And then we found their little pantries out of Clark Fork and Priest Lake. They were calling us to see how we could support them. It's been stressful, but it's also been a good thing. We've all come together and we've been able to support them. Mm-hmm. Um, we received some state food funding, so we were able to receive food through that, through the CARES Act um, money. So It's really been a challenge then with that disruption in the supply chain. Absolutely. It has. It was challenging. I mean, it still is. We we thought 2021 we'd see a little relief, but for the rural areas, it has been a challenge and an, and an educational piece too, just understanding the food chain mm-hmm. and how that um, educating our clients that when the our local stores are low with food on the shelves, the food bank is, we're going to be as well. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's been interesting. <laughs> how have you managed to, or how have you tried to adapt to that change in the supply chain or to make sure that you have food to be able to give to your clients. In fact, our third bay, our warehouse, we took out some walls to actually make room for pallets. So we have really, really done some internal uh, remodeling. And then also we found some contacts where they are letting us have an overflow warehouse where we can keep pallets of food there. And we're bringing them over weekly. So that has been really nice because we have grown out of our building during this time. So how do you shop by pallet versus how you were doing it before with Second Harvest? It was by the pallet as well, but we we were getting a really good deal. So when you're buying from a regional food bank, they're able to give you that the low cost that they get it for. And since they're larger, they have that national Mm -hmm. connections to to make it reasonable for us to purchase through them. Mm -hmm. But when that stopped, and then we called our local grocery stores and they couldn't accommodate us, it was worrisome at some point. Fortunately, we were able to get a hold of different distributors. I was on the phone constantly to to find that and reach out to people, and and we made it happen. <laughs> so, how do you shop by the pallet now with to make sure that you're getting the supplies in? How do you do that? 
I discuss it with a broker. And so they work with me and they do all the negotiating for me. I give them my budget and what we have, and then they'll come back and say, this is what I can get you. Like we just ordered um, canned chili and canned stew, Mm -hmm. and she was able to get it for me under a dollar per can. So it's been really nice to have that access to that. What kind of food do you try to get for folks? We love fresh produce. So during the summertime, we're flushed with lots of garden produce from our local gardeners. And then uh, the grocery rescue program where we go to the grocery stores every morning and we pick up, um, you know, things that are about to expire Mm -hmm. on their last life cycle. But that goes quickly. Uh, We love to have fresh produce, anything that we can have in that way. Uh, We also look at staple items, um, meeting the needs of clients. A lot of them like, Mm -hmm. you know, canned proteins, peanut butter, tuna Mm -hmm. fish, those sorts of items to, to keep them sustained with that. So. With the holidays coming up, I imagine that presents another layer of challenges for you, for the food bank, for clients, since you've tried to give turkeys or hams or something like that for the holidays. How is that impacting the food bank? So our supplier, um, unfortunately, cannot fulfill our order this year of turkeys. Um, we actually were ordering for Clark Fork as well. The, the more we can order in bulk, the, the better price we get. Um, but I got a call from them saying they couldn't make that happen. I know. So we are working hard to, we've made little orders throughout all of our local grocery stores in the county. And they're coming through. So I think we're going to be okay. We're going to put the word out there, hopefully mm-hmm. through this, that we need frozen turkeys this year. Or actually any kind of meat, frozen meat. Mm-hmm. we will take for this and clients are so gracious and understanding we've been prepping them that this mm-hmm. you know we may have a limited supply of turkeys this year how many turkeys do you anticipate needing if you were to be, to be able to give one to everybody that that wants one 800 so 800 wow. families yeah and so. how many have you been able to secure through the food banks and through other avenues for so far so far 450 so, so. you still need about 250 mm-hmm if folks wanted to donate, how would they do that? They can um, they can actually purchase a turkey at any of our grocery stores, mm-hmm. and they will uh, yokes will hold it for them. And mm-hmm. when we come by to pick them up, and then also you can bring it by the food bank, and so we will take them. We have uh, freezer space, so we're able to take turkeys. Yeah. What would you want folks that want to donate or wanting to help? What would you want them to know about how they can help? How they can donate? turkeys any canned actually another shortage is canned pumpkin um, and cranberries and yams so those are the three items that we're having Mm -hmm. a hard time acquiring so any of that if um, people want to volunteer the week before thanksgiving we're actually going to be giving out the turkeys and bags that day Mm -hmm. that week when do you need the turkeys by folks are going to donate um we if we could give them by the um, 15th of november and then with the canned pumpkin and yams and cranberries yes Yes, we could take those any and any time. So even after Thanksgiving, we still give, you know, through December. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then we support the Lions Club for their program, too, that they do. And I imagine if folks want to donate cash, that would be... Absolutely. Um, that's a good point because typically, you know, with our buying power, but this year, because we're buying turkeys through a different avenue and we're just getting what we can, we're mm-hmm. paying the store price. So um, any cash donation is really welcome, too. What would you want folks to know about the food bank and what you guys do and the people that come here for help? Um, Our clients are lovely people. Um, They are very gracious and thankful for everything that we do. 
it just feels like family when you're mm-hmm. when you're working here and in our community it just feels like a, a big extended family where we all want to make sure everybody's getting fed those basic needs are being met mm-hmm. um, because when those families are getting their basic needs met they can move on to other things and actually you know pay their rent or find a job mm-hmm. or keep working essentially um, also healthy we want healthy citizens in our community and being able to have the basic food um, also plays a role in that too do you think there's a lot of misconceptions about folks who need to utilize the food bank? I do. I do. I think a lot of people think that maybe that people that maybe use food banks are a problem. Um, when in fact, here's a good example. I We had a family over um, in Priest River and they have medical mm-hmm. appointments here in this area. So they couldn't get to our Priest River site, but they were coming here. And what I found out in talking to them, they were actually shopping for multiple people. And transportation is a huge barrier in our area because we're so geographically spread out. And I thought, wow, you know, a lot of people will assume that they're, they're a problem. But actually, they're problem solving for themselves. And they're actually, you know, utilizing the resources they have and working mm-hmm. together to be able to meet their needs. And I thought, that's a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. You know, this is great that, that here they are trying to make ends meet. And they're working together to make sure that they all have their food, you know, or whatever they need. So... Do you think a lot of people, and I'm trying to figure out the best way to phrase it, a lot of people that use the food bank, I would imagine are working poor, that have jobs, they're working, sometimes multiple jobs, but they're still not able to make ends meet. Do you think a lot of people misconstrue that or don't understand that that's, or is that not the case? No, I think I think that's correct. When I'm out um, talking to people, that I hear that often they ask that question and um, many people are working and because we're not a government agency and if they're right above that poverty income guideline we can still serve them Um, I know if you break down what the monthly income is and what rent has gone to and utilities and food costs have have risen because of um, you know what we're going through right now it's hard you know and people are working two to three jobs in fact we, we have a client who's volunteering with us and she came in today and and said, I actually quit one of my jobs and I hope I can make it, but I want to be able to do my volunteering and, and have some sort of a life for herself. So um, the struggle's real. <laughs> and, and people in our community are, are lovely people and they just, um, you know, I'm just so glad we're here to be able to support them. What would you want folks to know about the food bank, how they can help? We are looking for volunteers. Um, our snowbirds have gone away. <laughs> so we have, you know, we live in a seasonal community. So we have, it seems like an influx of volunteers during the summer. And then COVID cases have risen. So mm-hmm. we've had volunteers leave us again. Um, and now that we're getting to the cold months, the ones that we're here are moving. Or not moving, but going to their summer homes, right. so to speak. Um, so anyone, we can just come to the food bank um, and we have a, a little application and process, and then we'll get you right in. <laughs> what are some of the duties that volunteers might be asked to help with? Yeah, so we have uh, multiple things. We have um, people that can work up in the front office with us. Also in our market, we have um, checkers, uh, the produce counter. We have people at the produce counter. We have people sorting food, um, stocking the shelves, uh, working in the warehouse. We always need warehouse workers um, to help in the back, uh, just move boxes and load cars when we're making deliveries to mm-hmm. people. Um, we do make deliveries for, for elders who need it um, or people with cancer. We've just did a couple of those this week myself um, that just couldn't find a resource right now. Mm-hmm. And so we were able to get some groceries for her. 
and help her out. So I heard that caregivers are low and she doesn't have a caregiver yet. And she's stuck at home with, you know, dealing with her health. Is transportation a problem for folks in trying to get here to be able to access the resources that the food bank can help with? It it seems to be, yes. So we have families shopping for other families um, that we're finding more of. And then um, Spot Bus doesn't come by here. But I do understand if you're on um, Medicaid that you can work with them and they will bring you here. So, What else haven't we covered, Debbie, that we need to share with folks and to let them know? Um, Or how they can help to make sure that we can help our friends and neighbors? By donating food, uh, volunteering your time, or even donating um, monetary donations as well. Uh, also, uh, just getting on our Facebook and sharing through social media um, mm-hmm. that the food bank needs help is another lovely way for people to help. What are 10 most common items that, beyond the holiday request list, what are 10 things that you need the most of that would be the most helpful? Folks are out shopping, want to throw a couple of few extra things in the cart. What would be helpful for them? For them to get for you, yeah. Yes, yeah, so, so peanut butter is number one. <laughs> Always peanut butter. Um, any canned meat, tuna fish, um, and also just special things if people can afford seasonings. We never see se- seasonings or sugar or flour, the baking items. Those are things that um, clients are often looking for, especially throughout the year, not just the holidays. Uh, and then um, canned um, pasta. And canned tomato sauce and canned pasta sauce is something that we've been low on recently. It's kind of funny how it'll fluctuate in items that, you know, that we'll need. So, Is there a list online on your website or on your Facebook page where folks want to print out your top request list or a shopping list or something to be able to help you out? Absolutely. So we have one on our um, website, which is foodbank83864.com. Um, and then Lighthouse is doing a wonderful thing. They they actually created some nice shopping lists for us. They have the graphic side of it, so it's been nice to have that partnership with them. They will also be doing a food drive, and then Selkirk Fire Department will be doing a food drive for us as well. So okay. they're starting to come back, which is nice. So that's wow. something that we've missed throughout the year. Yeah, is there anything else, Debbie, that we haven't covered that you would like to add to what we've already discussed? Sure. Um, we were talking about misconceptions, and um, that I think one of the, the big ones that people don't realize is that there are probably more people that could be using the food bank that are not. Um, we have people coming in all the time not wanting to, but they don't have anywhere else to go and because they talk about their pride. And so they're very prideful people, um, especially the older generation. They, you know, grew up in a time when um, during the Depression or that time when they utilize every little thing. So when they get to that point, they, they think, oh, a can of soup is just fine. But really, they have, that's the only thing in their cupboard. Mm. So when they come here, we've had a gentleman who has... Um, his daughter passed away and so he's taken over the grandchildren oh my gosh yeah and so he you know is on in tears actually coming to us because he's so prideful and he's never had to ask for help he said i'm usually the one giving the help um so there's all these stories and people that have hardships that really aren't abusing our system um we're in a small enough community to know that everyone here are you know we live in a wonderful place and it's the people that we really want to care for and take care of Mm -hmm. um that makes it really unique so it sounds like if anything you have more people not using the system that should be than abusing the system absolutely 
I, mean, I think that's probably a, a common misperception that maybe some folks have about food banks and not realizing, like you're just saying, that pride yes. keeps people from reaching out for help unless they are in desperate straits. Right. And, we, and, you know, in every every system, there's probably someone that's going to abuse it. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, using um, human services or... Right anywhere any sector of what we look at but yeah for here i mean really we are fortunate that we can meet 10 15 to 20 minutes with a person um we're a self-referral agency so anybody can come here Mm -hmm. but we really sit down with them and figure out where they are get a pulse on where they are for um, food not only food but housing utilities and things transportation child care is a big one um it's hard to find child care a lot of our centers are full so Families are in need of, um, so, and then our job too is that we look at what they need and then refer them to other agencies that we, where we know that could help them. I was going to ask if you're able to refer to somebody that might need childcare or other services, if you're able to direct them where they can go. Yes, absolutely. So we have really good partnerships, um, with the WIC program, local WIC program, Mountain States Early Head Start, and then also North Idaho Head Start. Um, and the resource center has been a great place too, to send them there. Um, and then, so in fact, yesterday we had a man who was homeless and he needed to get a bus ticket to Spokane, um, because he needed some other services that we couldn't provide here in our community. We called the resource center and they gave helping hands a call. So we called helping hands and then we gave him a ride over to them so that they could help them with that service. So we loaded him up with a bunch of food. He was homeless, so got him a backpack and socks and things, and then just took him, and then they were in good hands there. So, How heartbreaking is it to hear some of those stories when you see somebody that's just barely hanging on? Oh, it it's, pulls at your heartstrings for sure. Um, we had a, a donor in here, and she actually went out to her car and got some cash and gave him some cash right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had another volunteer come by with some money and handed him some cash before he went with a volunteer to to the next place that he needed to get to so it it pulls on your heartstrings some days are really hard um, but I just think that I'm just glad we're here I mean if we weren't here where would people be and so I just have to look at it that way you've been listening to the 7b podcast Thanks for joining us, and remember to check back next Monday to hear the latest news and stories that are happening in our community.